When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Key and me without Jay today. Jay, uh, I don't know what, where Jay is today, but I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that he's playing zone defense now. Yeah, he'll be back tomorrow. At least I think, allegedly. Jay, had a, Jay and his wife had their third. So it's a big difference, Key. As you know, what we number? both know we both know from from experience that <laughs> What number did Jay have? The, but from experience, we both know when you go from you know, man defense to zone with kids, when that third kid comes and there are there are more kid the kids outnumber the parents, that's when it gets a little hectic. Yeah, he could afford it. <laughs> uh meantime speaking of hectic, I love watching you uh watch small quarterbacks run around. Why? Because you just you laugh at them. You you have a certain disdain for short quarterbacks. No, I don't. I wish you guys stopped putting that narrative out there. I already got enough fan bases that dislike me. Narrative. The Cardinal fan base, they can't stand me. Well, because it's the truth. <laughs> the Dolphins fan base, they can't stand me. Well, because I tell the truth. <laughs> they want me to agree with them. Those two fan those two fan bases, the Cardinals and the Dolphins, oh, if they could Light a match and burn me, they would. You like a Hendon <laughs> Hooker, six foot four. Oh, I'm not. You think I'm the only person? No, I like tall quarterbacks I, too. I'm just the person that will say what it is and not try to gloss over it and make it seem like something different. You know, I, that's does just, the hair make it better too? Because I do. I like I like Justin Herbert, six six with the hair and the whole thing. He cut his hair though. I think it's <laughs> yeah, he did. rookie year. Uh, he still got it though. Something about it. Yeah, but I, I mean, you could just see. I like Kyler Murray, too. Mm-hmm. I don't like the system. Right. And I've never liked the system. No, I've seen you watch Kyler and go and do the thing where you go, oh, it's like a handoff. I like Kyler. I, if he was in Seattle system, Kyle Shanahan system, if he was behind and with those guys, he'd be a much better quarterback. Than with Cliff Kings. Oh, my God, yes. Well, they, they faced the Saints tonight, the, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. They're trying to snap an eight-game home losing streak. They get DeAndre Hopkins back. You know what's funny, Key? A lot of times you think the one, other than the quarterback, obviously, the one player that you need for that system to work at a high level is a number one receiver. Yeah. Like you see when that, if you, if you the backup running back behind a good offensive line looks kind of like the starter. Not exactly, but he can get it done. When you don't have a number one receiver, there is a big difference. So how much of the fact that, Don, uh, that DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been there. How much of that is the reason they haven't looked like they have early in the season the last couple of years? I, I don't think that that's the case because, I mean, he's missed time in the past and things seem to be a little bit different. But when he's been there, it's been pretty much the same. He's going to get his but touches. They, won. they were winning. Mm, they, they, they started off hot, then they fade toward the end of the season. Yeah, they get beat up, but at least they're but, winning in the beginning. But a lot of it is on the sideline. It's the coaching. Okay, you can't pay a guy the type of money that you paid to Kyler Murray and not be able to protect him, not be able to understand what to how to utilize him. This is the National Football League. This is not SMU playing Texas Tech. It's not this Air Raid. Not, this is not Lubbock, Texas. 
This is the National Football League. They have guys that sit around with gray hair, with dandruff on their sleeves. They're about 70 years old, and all they do is sit up all night long trying to figure out how to defend offenses. Those are called defensive coordinators. Guys like Wink Martindale, they sit around, and that's all they do. Rex Ryan, they chew all night long on pencils trying to figure out how to stop that Steelers, uh, for, for you. Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau. I, I that's mean, the, if I'm a Romeo head coach. Romeo Cornell, Bill Belichick, they just, Mike Tomlin, they just sit around literally all day long, don't want to be home and don't want to do things. They just want to know how to stop people. Warren Sharp, who I love, Sharp Analytics. Key hates the analytics. I love him. I love Warren Sharp's analytics. Into the fourth year with Cliff Kingsbury in a quarterback draft, number one overall. The cost-controlled cap hits for four straight years. 26, 28, and one. They're under 500. One winning season. No playoff wins. Surely Robbie Anderson is the missing piece. Just but getting clowned. But, but don't clown Robbie Anderson. No, no, he's not clowning. No, I understand that. Yeah, but just don't saying, throw Robbie Anderson in the mix. Robbie Anderson just going because he can't stand the Carolina Panthers. I don't see it that way. He's just saying, like, I, look, Robbie I, Anderson ain't going to fix it. I, I get it. And neither is Desha- Deshaun Hopkins. Neither is DeAndre Hopkins. We sure could screw up some names. But um, neither is Hopkins. Hopkins is going to get his. But, again, when you have a quarterback that you pay this type of money to and he is your running back, essentially, what you have him doing on third and fourth down is go try to get us the first down, run around. No adjustments. He looks lost at times as a head coach on the sideline. He is in over his head. And, and look, I'm not calling for the man's job. It ain't my job to call for his job. But I do know that Steve Wilkes, black or white, got fired after one year. You never gave him an opportunity that you've given Cliff Kingsbury sitting at 26, 28, and 1. And you extended him another five years at close to $6 million a year. Of course. You know why? Well, you know why? He's not Eric Bieniemy. That's all you have to say, and then you get a contract. It's ridiculous how some owners and general managers think in the National Football League, and I will always say that, whether you agree with me or not. Uh, the, the kind of, it's funny you bring up those old D coordinators. If I'm a head coach, who I want as my D coordinator is a dude who's not trying to be head coach. He's been in the league a million years. All he wants to do is geek out, scheming up the defense. And That's I forgot. It. And I forgot about Dick LeBeau. Perfect. I forgot about Wade Phillips and Monty, Wade Phillips. Monty yeah. Kiffin. Yeah, right. In, in the late uh, uh, Jim Johnson from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's all they did. That's all they did. So, Kyler Murray has some thoughts on getting DeAndre Hopkins back. It seems like every time you see him, you know, out on the field, it's like. There's a reason why he's, you know, he's the best, you know, and um, I'm, I'm excited for him, uh, excited to be able to throw him the ball again, you know what I'm saying? Never took that for granted, but, um, man, I'm just happy for him. Uh, you know, team team's definitely, you know, appreciative of having him back. And, and, and he is correct. Kyler Murray is correct about that. They will connect, and they will do some great things, but it's not going to come down to those two. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to the people on the sidelines. Because Kyler Murray is going to be Kyler Murray. He's going to give you what he can give you. When you say come down to, you mean ultimately success or failure? Uh, Ultimately success or failure. Now, look, they're so far behind the eight ball right now, and they're two and four. And I know that division hasn't gotten away from them. Okay, wait. But they've lost a couple games in the division. And what did you say? They're 0-8 at home? Yeah. Well, guess who they play tonight? The New Orleans Saints. And where is it at? At home. So which one? Which of the Because they're both two and four, the Saints and the Cardinals, right? Who has a better shot at turning the season around? I think it's going to be the Saints because the Saints, I've seen the Saints take teams down to the wire or win games without 
Kamara, without Michael Thomas in the lineup from an offensive standpoint. You trust the coaching staff more I on the Saints. trust the coaching staff more. They knew, okay. Their wideouts are similar. Michael Thomas, your nephew, and DeAndre Hopkins are, have some similar characteristics. They don't drop the ball, big catch radius. And, and when, you look at, when you look at the situation, Andy Dalton is serviceable enough. Now, they had the Cincinnati Bengals down to the wire last week. And Cincinnati kind of, they were beating them up and winning, and then Cincinnati made a nice run, and they wind up winning the game. But when I look at that coaching staff, there's no Jameis Winston, there's no Michael Thomas, there's no uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, no Lattimore. They're missing pieces. But they figured, oh, Taysom Hill a couple weeks ago. they like, we got Taysom Hill, man, let's use that. Cliff Kingsbury hadn't figured that out. They haven't figured, they trade for Hollywood Brown, and then they don't make him a success in the passing game. They throw him a few balls, and that's it. Like, I, I just don't get it. But look, at the end of the day, I'm going to have a job. It's not, it's not me. I'm going to have a job. You know what's funny? Like, you think about, like, the Saints coaching staff, or you think about the Giants coaching staff now, and then you think about guys like Kingsbury, who have this reputation of being creative and inventive and everything. But, in fact, it's the, Saints, it's the Saints and the Giants who play a more conservative brand of football who in fact are very creative in terms of the way they use their personnel, when they need to pick up a first down, when they're in the red zone, watch the way those teams are coached, to your point. And in spite of the reputation that the young hotshots have of being creative, it's the more conservative approach that actually runs out the creative plays when they need them. I'll close with this, as they would say in church. When this first took place with Cliff Kingsbury and this air raid, People just tried to murder me for saying it wasn't going to work in the NFL. Four years later, is it working, Max? No. I mean, Warren Sharp analytics says it's not working, right? That's what I'm just saying. More likely to get things turned around, Key says, the Saints over the Cardinals because of the coaching staff. Who's more likely to turn things around, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast. Featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The fact that I've worked weekends for the last 23 years, I do deserve one day off. I don't think you can go get it at the same level Sundays if that's how you're feeling right now. I don't see where this is the same guy mentally. I didn't play great, you know, and I feel like the stats look a little better than the game. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to change the way he plays. He has to change the way he leads. He knows that the urgency is there for them to get up to speed. I was really disappointed in his comments talking about how Watson and Dobbs, their working receivers, weren't prepared. I put that on him. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio and... You got us. That's how I listened to the Yankees lose in the ALCS game one last night because the Wi-Fi still isn't fixed in my place today. I think they just struck out again like about five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I think they're stri- someone's striking out yeah, right now on the I Yankees. So. Shemp's in with us now. Didn't feature a lot of content. Got- Shemp? Oh, Dan, Dan Graziano. Well, listen, Curly's not here today. Oh, we're doing a Three Stooges so, thing? Gotcha, so, gotcha, you know, gotcha. usually Shemp. it's Harry yeah, Douglas's yeah. Shemp, but t- gotcha. today you're guest starring as Shemp. Dan Graziano, ESPN. NFL insider with Key and me today at Seaport here. Dan, how much trouble are the Packers in? Uh, you know, moderate to, to severe amount of trouble. Uh, to me, the thing with the Packers is, like, they have problems that they didn't think they had, right? Like, even if they, they thought the offense would take a little while to get together, but they thought in the meantime, well, we have a really good defense, which they don't. Uh, we fixed our special teams, which they obviously haven't. They're getting kicks blocked left and right. So, um, yeah, they have they have more fires to put out than they anticipated, and I think that's why they're in some trouble. Because now, look, the NFC is they should still be able to find their way to the playoffs, but I think they're going to have to fix a lot of issues as opposed to just sort of the one they anticipated having to fix. Yeah, and 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 when you look at it, as they say, in all three phases of the game, they certainly have problems, right? Mm-hmm. The special team side of things, the, the uh, offense and the defense side of things. But I feel like this is a good thing for them because if they backdoor in the playoffs at five, six, or seven, it's a little bit different than being the one seed yeah. for them, especially. Well, they'd be playing their best at the, in, in theoretically playing their best at that time of year. And when you look at the year that Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl, that that's what happened, mm-hmm. right? They got healthy toward the end of the year. They got hot. Uh, and they had a great playoff run, so Did they you can cover take the some... Giants both years that they made that run, to, those runs to the Super the Bowl. The second one, the second one, so same sort of thing, right? Yeah, the Giants uh, in 2011 were seven and seven on Christmas Eve. They played the Jets. Remember that was the Victor Cruz 99. You remember, of course, and um, and then they they couldn't be stopped. Beat the Cowboys the next week, whatever. But but yeah, I think you don't you don't want to do that, right? You'd rather you'd rather get your your home field and your buy and all that kind of stuff. But if you're the Packers. I'm sure that if they get to that point in the season and it's starting to look like that, that Rodgers will bring that up, uh, as he did as he did last year. Right? Like he talked, he's talked about that before. So yeah, there there there's more than one way to skin the cat, but they have more issues than they thought they did, and I think that's when you get to week seven, that's a that's a heck of a thing for a team to I, confront. I'm really shocked that the special teams have played the way that they played, given they the fact that got- that Rich Versace. Is like the best special teams coach in the NFL, and they went yeah. out and got specific guys yeah. like to help on mm-hmm. special teams. Like some of their free agent acquisitions yeah. were for that reason. Yep. So, yeah, they, yeah, I mean, look, they have good coaches. They have Aaron Rodgers. Like 
they have the tools to fix what's wrong, but they have a lot more work to do than than we and I think than they anticipate. So interesting. I want you to listen to what Aaron Rodgers had to say because Key and I were chopping it up earlier, and I want to bring it, bring that sound back. Listen to this, Dan. We just talk openly about uh, the issues. We try and hold guys accountable, hold ourselves accountable. Uh, you know, self criticism is very important in this business. We got to look uh, long and hard at how we're playing and what we got to do to get better. Um, for us, you know, a lot of plays is 10 guys doing the right thing and one guy, you know, missing an assignment you when know, we have issues. So we can just clean up that one guy, and it's not one particular guy. It's different guys in every play, including myself. So we'll clean that up. We'll be fine. Dan, the reason I wanted to play that for you is what you just said. So we were talking about how 10 guys could be on the same page. Mm-hmm. One guy blows an assignment. Ah, oh, right, it doesn't work. And that even more because the coaches have to scheme it up right and the right personnel and that everyone has to be on the same But then you bring up, well, that's just on offense. You got to right. do the same thing on defense. You got to do the same thing on special teams. How far away are they from ha- having all those things click? I mean, it's not overnight. I don't think that they're just going to show. I mean, look, I, they got Washington this week. They should probably win that game. They probably should have beaten the Giants two weeks ago. I'm not going to sit here and say they should have beaten the Jets because the Jets actually are really good right now and probably a better team than Green Bay is. Um, but it, 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 it takes work. And in the meantime, you're going to have to have some successes. So, like, they're going to need Rodgers and the offense to have sort of a surprise good game while they figure out how to stop the run on defense, right? Like that, that kind of, so right now, like the, and against the Jets, all three phases were a mess and you can't have that. That's not going to work. So they have to figure something out in the short term, whether it's matchup based, whether we can win this way against Washington this week because of one particular thing we happen to do well, whatever that is, uh, and then build off of that. But no, it's, it's a while. And, and look, it's not like, I mean, Tampa has their struggles, but they're still tied for first place. Whereas the Packers are two games behind Minnesota, who already beat them once. Like they're, you know, it, they're starting to kind of feel like it's getting away from them. Yeah. It, it, it I mean, it's still kind of early again. Yeah, it is. For me, I don't think that winning where they're at right now, I don't think winning the division and trying to get the top seed is even in the equation. I think their focus should be we just need to get into the playoffs. In about week 13, we need to be playing really good football. That's, that's what their it, focus listen, should be. What Key was talking about before in boxing in the old days, you know, if you were undefeated by the time you got a title shot, it means you never learned anything, right? Like that's kind of if you're flying high right. all season, you never face adversity, you might fall flat in the playoffs as opposed to what the Packers are going through. But look at this. I mean, like they, they, after, the, well, after Washington, even if they win that, you're at Buffalo, which will be coming off a bye, maybe, probably the best team in the league, uh, and you got to go play them at their place. The Lions, sure, you should be able to score on them, but the Cowboys are tough. The Titans are tough at Eagles. I mean – it's not going to be easy. I see. Here's it. Like, like they can't be thinking, and they probably aren't. They can't so be I thinking about how do we run down Minnesota? Will Minnesota play worse and come back to us? They've got to fix their own issues and then see where they stand let, once let, they let, do. Let me see that schedule one more time so I could I could give you some W's and some L's. So I got them beating the Commanders. I got them sure. losing to the Bills. I got them beating one. the Lions. Week ten is freezing in Green Bay. They upset the Cowboys. Right. They beat the Titans. They lose to the Eagles. They beat the Bears. They lose to the Rams, they beat the Dolphins, and they beat Minnesota. So now they're ten and seven. They backdoor into that that in know, this year's NFC you can get in at ten and seven. Yeah, you get in. So that yeah. may take you to five, six, or seven. But that but you had some wins on there that I think some people would disagree with you on, right? Like which one? 
I mean, like maybe Dallas, maybe Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like, but here, upset them. Here's my right. That's what I'm saying. So you gave them a couple upsets, and they still only got to ten. So yeah, it's early, but I mean, this is a team. Lafleur's never lost more than four games in a season, and he's already lost three. So they're in a different situation completely oh, never than they're four. used to being. Yeah, yeah, last year, thirteen four. and four. Last oh, that's year. right. That's yeah. right. Seventeen. I forgot. Yeah. It's thirteen and four. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of challenge for. And look, you know, the don't don't forget this, right? These guys are getting beat up because of the performance in their new places. But, you know, Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze were on his coaching staff last year and had been, you know, for, for the whole run with Lafleur. So they've had to replace guys at that level, too. Assistant coach jobs that, that maybe, you know, those guys are getting up to speed. Maybe those guys aren't clicking quite the same I feel way. like I've seen this before, though, this movie. Right? Oh, what's the Packers? Are they going to get it together? And Aaron Rodgers wins eight in a row. We saw it with the Chiefs last year, right? right? What's going on with the Chiefs? Eight in a row. That's the thing, right? It's still Aaron Rodgers. We know he can still play. Like that, 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 there's a disconnect. The receivers, blah blah. It's not like he's lost anything on his throws. It's not like he's suddenly less accurate. Right, so yeah. that's the th- yeah. You and could- those receivers are talented, Dan. They, they are they're young, but they can't talented. get Watson on the field. But but yeah, yeah, if yeah they but they ever the young did. dudes get open. They get open. They just yeah. haven't been able to connect. Yeah. You talked about somebody being talented. Is Brady still talented? Has he has he washed? I don't think Brady's washed, but there's something going on with Brady that's not football related, and, and it. I I don't think it's wrong for us to think it's having an effect. Right? I mean, he looks he's, like he's not eating. It looks like he's not eating. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it looks like somebody, he lost it. Guys, I have eyes. The dude looks like he lost weight, and having everyone who's experienced enough in life knows you can go through some tough spots where it's hard to eat and sleep. No, I, it, I it, see. It, I go the other way. That's my problem. I, 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 <laughs> no, I, eat, too, I eat too much. Something's to wrong with Dan. Look right? at him. <laughs> look, yeah. at, look at him. He's having gained 30 pounds. Through, having been through a divorce in the middle of the season, you certainly are going to lose some weight. Because you're stressing and you're trying to figure it all out. Again. I mean, maybe it's the TB12 diet. Maybe he's doing, you know, who knows. Well, you're never going to get him to say that. (laughs) TB12 diet. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, maybe that's what it is. But I I, I think they got little issues. And one of my problems with them is Todd Bowles is calling the defense. Mm -hmm. And the defense now is different. Because he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. So his responsibilities, as you know, Dan, are a little bit different. I got to call a defense, but I got to also make sure that Byron Leftridge does what I need him to do. Yep. I got to manage the special teams, but I also got to calm my offensive line coach down yep. from screaming at the offensive line. I got to figure out do we call time? It's like a lot. Yeah, but it's not the offensive line coach screaming at the offensive line. It's the quarterback. Well, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that too, though. But, you know. Bruce Arians looking a little better right now. Than, I mean, than he's like, you know, Bruce, I mean, not that they were great early and, in the season. And, but. and that's the thing that I was afraid of, Dan. And I talked about this with some friends when he first took the job. Yeah. That if it doesn't look a certain way, they're going to say Todd's a bad coach. Well, because it doesn't look like what Bruce was doing. He's not, a, well, one's an offensive guy, one's a defensive guy. But that's the thing. Like, everybody talked about what a great spot Todd was moving into because uh, Brady's back and it's a good roster and all that stuff. But the flip side of that is there's a standard there, right? If you don't win 11, 12 games, right, then all of a sudden people are, well, what's wrong with you? The previous guy was, you know, was winning at that level. So, yeah, it, it can the, be a tough spot. But the previous guy also did not call the offense. Mm-hmm. Byron Leffridge called it, and he mm-hmm. was the manager of everything where Todd Bowles is a little distracted, in my opinion, because he's calling the defense, but he's also trying to manage everything. That's a lot. That's like too many hats to wear. I thought I, I've made this point a couple times. One of the sneaky best moves so far by Brian Dayball 
uh, was the decision to let Mike Kafka call the offensive plays yeah, and be the something? head coach, right? Because because it would have been real tempting. Dayball, the highly successful play caller, where he came from, but he said, no, no, no. I, I got other stuff I need to do here. Well, he comes in with the GM, and they clearly had a plan clearly. together. Right? Yeah. Like, this is the way we're going to do things. Yeah. That's a little bit different than Tampa. It's a little more piecemeal. We get yeah. the quarterback in, and maybe you know now we'll get this guy to be head coach and the other it's, guy upstairs. It's, it's hard to relinquish those responsibilities sure. when you've been successful at doing it. Yeah. You know, it's and, just, it's and all these guys like to have control, yeah. obviously, as much as possible. So, yeah. That is Dan Graziano, ESPN, NFL, insider extraordinaire. Sure. I'll be seeing you in a little bit, right? Yeah, I'll be there. A little bit? PM, on uh, this just in. Eastern, this just That's in. not a little bit. It's a you, good show. Well, yeah, it's like a half a day away, but good show, Key. Good show. It's uh, worth waiting for. Yes, it's worth waiting for. You, yeah, fact, yeah. You should make an appearance on that show. I am. Right from Bristol when I'm on NFL Live later today, I'll be watching. <laughs> that's even to- farther. That's even two hours later. That's right, but that's enough time to get a nap in in between. And to get to Bristol. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm jealous. Thanks, Dan. Seems like Dak will play on Sunday versus the Lions. What should the Cowboys offense look like with him back under center? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max just keying me today in the studio, but joined now by the great Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, two-time Super Bowl champ, like so many before him, got his rings with Belichick and got his money somewhere else. <laughs> well, he got his money with Belichick, too. He got with he the Jets. He got a bigger bag with oh, the Jets. Oh, oh, oh. Where'd you get the bag, Damien? Why you got to put my business out there on the street <laughs> like that, man? It says public knowledge. I can look it up on football reference or wherever I want. A couple places, man. A couple yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. New York did Jets, you, just did, be honest. Did you have to do this drill? You they have to do that? Lineman, you know how y'all... Go over there. Go line. Be over there doing this. See, key tripping, man. We don't even do all. We don't even do all that. Listen, uh, all I know is uh, Damian played for the Jets, and now when you look at his house, when he does those uh, hits from his house, he looks like a Scarface somewhere in a mansion somewhere after that New York Jets contract. He's living well. He deserves it. Hey, it seems like Damian Woody that Dak will play Sunday versus the Lions. What should the Cowboys' offense look with Dak like with Dak back? I'm not changing anything. I'm not changing anything because all you basically all you're doing is inserting a better quarterback into the lineup. The formula had been working with for the Dallas Cowboys. They went four and one with Cooper Rush, not really doing much of anything, you know, in the passing game. So now you insert Dak Prescott, who's a much better quarterback, and. I couldn't even believe the, the nonsense that I was hearing from some people about maybe is there is there a, a, a QB controversy? Like what? You gotta wait for like Cooper come Rush on, to lose man. Game. But listen, and all you have run you've run in the same stuff. Kellen Moore, I would tell Kellen Moore the same thing. Don't change anything. You continue to run, continue doing what you're doing because that's the formula for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a team led by its defense. They're gonna run the ball. And then the quarterback got to go out there and make the, and make plays in the passing game. But don't change don't change what you've been doing. D. Wood is one hundred percent correct in terms of that, and I've been saying it the entire time. Max, same playbook, Cooper Rush playbook. Now we could do some things if we choose to. We got a few highlighted plays on the left. We got a few on the right. If we need to get to them. We can get to him with a better quarterback. The problem that I have, though, and I'm afraid of for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys is I have a quarterback calling plays in Kellen Moore. In quarterbacks that call plays, if you look across the board, what is it that they like to do? 
like to throw the they damn ball, the ball unnecessarily. For whatever reason, if you look at last year, when they rushed the ball, Dallas Cowboys were fine. And in the second half of the season, Kellen Moore wanted to throw it 40 times a game, and things got away from him. That's the only thing that scares me and spooked me is that he now thinks, okay, I got a nice Ferrari again. I'm going to start driving it crazy instead of taking care of my Prius and getting me where I needed to go. And Damian, you were saying, just drive it 65, and when you need to use the passing lane, you could get to 100 real quick and then back to 65. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're good enough. You're good enough staying in that lane. The Dallas Cowboys are good enough. Dallas Cowboys could, could make a Super Bowl mm-hmm. because they got a team around them that's good enough to do that. No need to throw the ball all over the field. theme from a lot of ex-players. Yeah, you, for you sure. You need to take note of that on this just in. For this just in. Hey, uh, Damian, who's more likely to make the Super Bowl between the Packers and Bucks, though? I want to still go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks will. When I look at the Packers, they have no identity. They don't. Like I looked at I looked at them get smacked around at home. Think about it. They got smacked around at home by the Jets on uh, last Sunday. And the Jets are a good football team. But back-to-back weeks I saw the Giants and the Jets just smack around the Green Bay Packers. They refuse to run the ball consistently. That's where the that's where the strength of their team is. They got two really good backs. Their receivers, they still need to come around. So until they come around, run the football. Isn't that something? Turn, they they lose their best receiver in the offseason. They didn't draft a receiver when they needed to a couple years before that. And then, Damien, they already had a good back on the team. They used a second-round pick on another running back. Why? Why you got two good running backs? And then they don't use the backs. It's crazy. And actually, you could see all they had to do was look across the field. The Jets, they put both of their backs in at the same time Mm -hmm. and use them at the same time on offense. I don't understand what Green Bay is doing. I I think from Tampa Bay's perspective – um, I worry about them. I think they're in better shape. The defense is surprising me a little bit. They're not playing as well as they were at the beginning of the season. So that area needs to be needs to tighten up. I worry about injuries. We've been talking about injuries since like forever with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as it relates to like the wide receivers getting those guys healthy. Julio Jones is never going to be healthy. Never. He, he's just at that point in his career where that's just not you, – can't, you can't depend on him week in and week out to just be out there. But you can depend on Damian Woody, NFL analyst here at ESPN, NFL analyst extraordinaire. Thanks, Damian. Yep. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker joins us to discuss the upset win over Alabama. He sits down for a very special interview. With Keyshawn Johnson. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bama failed to make the plays when they had to, but Hendon Hooker led his team as he has all year to a victory. the game for Tennessee. They're mobbing Hendon Hooker. Man, the guy's playing at an unbelievable level. He's uh, the key to the ignition that makes us go, man. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, ESPNU Key. You were talking about Hendon Hooker since the beginning of the year. And, and I had an opportunity to have a one-on-one exclusive sit-down with him yesterday. Take a listen. Thanks a lot, Hendon, for joining me on KJM. Let's dive into that big victory over Alabama. You hung 52 points on them, over 350 yards in the air and five touchdowns. What did it feel like, though, to finally beat Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide? Yeah, you know, out of the two meetings that um, I've had, you know, playing against Alabama, it's been nothing but a great experience, a great atmosphere, and, and great competitive nature on both sides of the of the ball. Um, everyone knows that Alabama um, is one of the, you know, one of the top programs in the nation, and I feel like so are we. Uh, we just went out there and, and executed how we wanted to and took everything that we were working on from the media room to the practice field and, and put it into play on game day. That first quarter was wild. You got up on them pretty good, and then all of a sudden, they even the score. And I'm sitting there watching this game as I'm waiting for the USC game in Utah, and I said, damn, this Alabama done tied up the score. What was going through your mind at that point in time when they got even? Mm-hmm. I mean, from the from the jump of, of the week, um, you know, coaches and players, we all communicated and understood that it was going to be a 60-minute a battle. And that, um, you know, both sides were going to score. They have playmakers on their side of the ball, and, and so do we. Um, but, you know, just staying even killed and, and keeping my teammates in it, even when we were up by big, uh, continuing to keep our foot on the gas. Um, you know, we had a couple hiccups, but um, we definitely just, just stayed the path and played the next play and didn't really do well on, on the pass. Was that the wildest postgame celebration that you've ever been a part of in terms of fan base? Yes, it was. It was it was crazy. I had to get out of there um, in a hurry. 
um, just because everyone's submerged the field and, um, you know, really just trying to find my family and celebrate with them. That was my, my main thing that I was trying to do. How long did it take you to find them? It didn't take me long at all. It took me maybe 13 seconds from running on the field, celebrating with my teammates, and then I saw all the fans coming onto the field, so I just ran immediately uh, to my family. Now that you're taking care of business against Alabama and obviously Georgia several weeks from now and Tennessee Martin coming up this weekend, you are now have thrust yourself into a serious Heisman Trophy candidacy along with the likes of a Bryce Young and several other quarterbacks, the Caleb Williams out at USC. When you look at that and you think about that, is that somewhat of a dream come true? Um, it's, a, it's a blessing and um, something that, I, that I've been working for, you know, my whole football career. But um, the accolades and, and individual um, awards, you know, come second to my team. And, and what I want to do is continue to lead my team on and off the field in a positive direction and, uh, you know, win games. That's what I'm here to do and um, continue to uh, work my butt off and, and pursue my goals of just elevating my game and get to the next level. Um, that's, that's my main goal. Since transferring from Virginia Tech and going to Tennessee, coming over to Tennessee, how has Josh Heupel helped you become a much better quarterback than you were at Virginia Tech? Mm-hmm. Coach Hype has been great. Um, a guy that's that's been in my shoes, um, you know, knows the game of football to a, a, a crazy level. Um, every day we come in, you know, I'm learning something new from him. Coach Hosley, our quarterback coach, our QC, Mitch Matello, our, our quarterback GA, Jared Perry. Um, and then just me being in there with Joe Milton, and he has an a incredible football IQ as well. And, and all of us just collaborating and, and talking ball every day is nothing but, um, you know, a dream come true. Being able to come in, be, being able to come into you know the workplace and being able to do what I love uh, at a high level, um, Coach Hype has instilled crazy you know amounts of, of confidence in me, and so has everyone else around me. And and for that you know it's, it's a blessing, and I can't say anything but thank you. Uh, Hendon, how much firepower is left in that high octane Tennessee offense with those plethora wide receivers that you have? Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of firepower. Um, you know. We only had a couple games with said, um, and, and when he comes back, it's going to be uh, even even more electrifying. Um, you know, we haven't even played our best game, which is scary. So when that day comes, you know, which I, I can't wait to see, um, it's going to be a thing of beauty. And now that you, you think about it, you're taking care of business against Alabama, which most people would say arguably at, for years have been the most dominant program in the history of college football. But now that you look at it, what is the – ultimate end goal for you in Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said before, it's leading my team to the goals that we set at the beginning of the season, and that's making it to the SEC championship in Atlanta. Um, and then, you know, furthering that season and, and getting to the playoffs and winning a championship. Um, everything for me is, is team-oriented and um, making sure that, that I'm here to, you know, do what I want to do, and that's just be a positive light in my community and in people's lives and, and I just want to strive to be the best me I can be. Now, who's the better quarterback in the family, you or your dad? Oh, man. If it was him sitting in this seat, he would say him. If my brother was sitting in the seat, it would say him. And I'm sitting in my seat, so I would say me. I'm the best quarterback in the family for sure. Yeah, I, I, I probably tip my hat off to that right now. I didn't get a chance to fully see Pops play at the level that I had an opportunity to see you play at. But based on what I've seen, you might be the best quarterback in the family. Another question I want to know. 
What is this craze with these quarterbacks and these big, thick-ass mustaches? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, me, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina, and, and one thing that we do, you know, we're going to be clean for sure. Um, so, um, you know, the thick mustache never been really my style. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a clean-cut type of guy. No, I've seen it. You know, Caleb Williams at USC, he has it. Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. had it. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it. I'm like, now, if their parents told them to put this on their face several years ago, they'd have a heart attack and be whining and crying. But now everybody's rocking it, so it must be something mm-hmm. that's out there. But I think more, I, I guess it might be a social media thing or something. But you know what? Keep doing your thing, man, and bless. I hope you continue success and get Tennessee where I, where you know you can get them and capable of doing. And good luck in the Heisman race. And thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you for having me. So what do you think of the young man, Key? <laughs> what do you think of the young man? Yes, well, you were conducting that kind of interview until it started when you said pops. That's when that's a little signal I'm um, coming out of broadcaster mode. <laughs> and then it then it then the next thing you know, some of these say, man, some of these thick ass mustaches. No, I had yeah, the broadcast I didn't want Dion to get on me. But um <laughs> Yeah, right. It it was yeah. good to talk to him to understand, you know, even non interviewing him, just having a normal conversation with him before the interview. Just to understand his mindset and where he's at, he reminds me so much of Deshaun Watson I saw play in high school. I saw him play four straight years or three straight years at Clemson. I watched him grow at that quarterback position. I watched him play with an ACL tear as a freshman against South Carolina. He reminds me so much, his skill set, of Deshaun. He's a little bit slightly bigger, a little bit taller, you know. Would it be? He throws the ball, I think, better than Deshaun did in college. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it it's just something about him reminds me of that. Yeah, I was going to say, would it be like sacrilege to say, but it seems to me in college, the way Hooker is spinning it is maybe even a little better than Deshaun. And Deshaun could spin it. Yeah. But he has a stronger arm to me than Deshaun did in college. Uh, same type of winning mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, look, he transferred from Virginia Tech because it wasn't working out and he went to a better place which is with Josh Heupel, which is what they do on the offensive side of the ball. They split those receivers. If you're the sideline, the receivers might be lined up right here, right next to the, right next to you, Max, stacked behind each other. So it gives more space for him to be able to do certain things. He can run the ball well, and he's a leader. This program is completely turned around. They're in a, think about it. They're in a national championship hunt. They lost 15 straight games to Nick Saban in Alabama. He popped Nick Saban. He hung 52 points and 52. five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. 52 on Nick Saban. It, I, I don't In know. In a win, Key, because, you know, you might hear some crazy, oh, Nick Saban's never given up that many points, but somehow he figured out to win the game. 52 on Saban in a win. And if right now, if the draft was today, he'd probably be my one or two quarterback off the board between him and C.J. Stroud. Stroud, right. I know people like the Kentucky kid. Bryce Young is a little slight to me. You know, but he's a hell of a baller, but he's a little small for me and my liking. The Stanford kid is okay, but those C.J. Stroud in, in Hendon Hooker would be my one-two based on what I've seen so far. I haven't gotten him on the board. I haven't figured out what he knows, what he doesn't know, where the hot reads are. I haven't done all that, but just watching the film this year, it would be between him and C.J. Stroud as the number one picks. It's not surprising that his dad was a quarterback either. Even when you watch him run, he runs so smart, 
right? It's like an it's like direct, exactly what you need when you need it. Six four two twenty. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. I'm going to ask a stupid question. Are we sure the Giants winning is actually a good thing for them long term? I'm not saying where I come down on that yet. We'll talk about it in a minute. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 